Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is The Good Place. Season 1, Episode 13, the season finale, titled Michael's Gambit. Oh, holy shit. Holy shit. I've been waiting. I've been waiting to talk about this episode for a while. I've been, I've been waiting. I've been wanting to dive into this thing. I've been wanting to dive into the madness that is this this season finale, this is incredible. This is an absolutely incredible, incredible episode where they just, they reveal the magic trick. Like, they reveal the glorious magic trick, the glorious narrative magic trick that they've been playing for the entire season. Like, they finally show their hand, and it is god-tier. It is so, so good. It's one of the best twists in all of television. So, this episode starts, and we're doing a whole thing of, like, okay, two people have to go to the bad place. We don't know which two it ha- it's gonna be. You have 30 minutes to decide, yada, yada, yada. Michael and Sean F off to the next room. And then we get this big argument of, like, which two people should go to the bad place. Uh, Eleanor's like, okay, it has to be Eleanor and Jason, uh, and then Jason's like, no, 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 I'm not going, I, I'm not, I'm not going, I don't wanna go, it should be Chidi going in my place, you murdered Janet, (laughs) and (laughs) all this, and then real Eleanor just bursts in and is like, hey, I'm going, I'm taking one of the spots, because Chidi doesn't love me. So, alright, talk amongst yourselves, who gets the other spot? And then there's these big arguments that ensue, uh, Chidi insists that it be him that takes that spot, because, like, real Eleanor's going because she thinks I don't love her, and I don't know, but, like, that's kinda effed up, and that's not right. Uh, Tahani's like, I'm taking real Eleanor's spot, uh, it's me and Chidi that has to go down, uh, and <laughs> because we're in love. I know we're in love. Tani's going back around to that again. Uh, and, like, everyone's arguing. Everyone's arguing over who should go to the bad place. Uh, and everyone's just getting in this big shouting match over who should go to the bad place. And then Eleanor, in just her exasperation... Makes a realization. She calls out Michael. And says, hey, me and Chidi are going to the bad place. That's the final word on the matter. 
And then Michael's like, uh, okay. Uh, Sean flat out is like, I don't accept this ruling. It had to be you uh, you and Jason are the ones who are supposed to go to the bad place. And then Eleanor's like, wait a minute. You said Annie too, so it's me and Cheaty. Let's, uh, let's, let's go. Let's call that train. And then one of the residents, Bomba John, comes in and is like, Hey, guys, I found an obscure precedent uh, that could save everyone. Nope, don't need it. F off. And then Eleanor says to everyone else, When we were fighting, I thought this was torture. And then it hit me. They can't call a train to the bad place. Because we're already here. This is the bad place. And then we get that great moment, like everything's silent, and then the camera just zooms in on Michael, and then he just does that big, evil, maniacal laugh, and so I was like, damn it, Eleanor, you ruined everything, and oh my god! Oh, that, that is just... <laughs> that continues to be maybe the greatest moment in this entire show. It is an incredible, incredible scene. It is so good. And it is such a mind-blowing moment. Like, this twist was so, so magnificent. And so now, we kind of find out, okay, what the hell has really been going on here? So first off, let's talk about Tahani and Chidi. Because we've been saying all along, they deserve to be in the good place. They deserve to be in the good place. They deserve to be in the good place. Uh, Tahani for her charity work and uh, Chidi for his study of ethics. But we're in the bad place, so clearly they didn't make it. Why are they here? Well, turns out Tahani, her motivation was corrupt. She didn't want to do charity for the sake of charity. She did it to uh, screw over Camilla, her sister. And to prove her to and to prove herself to her parents, she wanted fame. She wanted attention. She wanted to be the person under the spotlight. And then Chidi, he made everyone miserable. He made everyone miserable with his indecisiveness. Every friend, every colleague, every girlfriend, like every. Everyone in his life was driven away and drawn into insanity by his refusal to ever make decisions ever. That's why he's in the bad place. That's why both of them are in the bad place. And so basically, here's what is true. Michael is a first-time architect. And he is doing something that hasn't been done before. But the thing he's done that hasn't been done before is he is staging, instead of just flat-out torture, he's doing this elaborate ruse to sort of get several bad place residents to torture each other. And 
they'll do it because they won't know they're doing it. Because they'll think they're in the good place. And we'll set up these scenarios that just drive the wedge further and further and further in between them. That just make them go crazier and crazier and crazier and crazier and crazier. And we can get this torture out of it. We can get this horrifying torture out of it. And we'll populate the rest of... We, we pick these four. Eleanor, Chidi, Tahani, and Jason. That are all perfectly suited to drive each other up a wall. That are all perfectly suited to torture each other. And we'll pop them in there. And we'll have a bunch of demons uh, surrounding them as good place residents. And we'll just work together and create these scenarios. And kind of drive them to these torturous uh, places. And sort of guide them down this path of torment. And it's at this point that I have to talk about a very interesting conceit that this season does. And I've been wanting to talk about this for a while, but I couldn't for obvious reasons. So this season, a very legitimate complaint before this episode would have been that a lot of the season was fairly repetitive. Uh, there were chunks of this season, large chunks of this season, where we got sort of stuck in a narrative loop. Where every episode had a very specific formula. And it kept repeating that formula over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, and it just kept being the same scenario remixed time after time after time after time after time. But, it is at this point, it is in this episode where we figure out, oh shit, that was by design. That wasn't the writers being lazy. That wasn't NBC uh, sitcom, network sitcomifying this show. Uh, that wasn't the writers leaning on sitcom sto tropes and formulaic episodic storytelling. That's not what this was at all. This was very clearly the an intentional decision by the writers to kind of put the audience in a very similar in a very similar mindset as the characters. Not only is it there to put these characters in a loop of torture, but also, by having each episode be incredibly formulaic, by having this narrative loop going on where they recycle these, uh, these specific plot points over and over again, uh, by having the first episodes of his show where we think we're in the good place feel like NBC's doing a repetitive network sitcom, as good as it is, by having that feeling, the audience gets, at the very least subconsciously, put in the same torturous loop 
as the characters. They are using network sitcom repetition, network sitcom tropes, network sitcom formulas as a weapon against the audience. Putting us into this very specific mindset where we feel every bit as exacerbated and every bit as tortured as the characters do. It's ingenious. It is a brilliant, brilliant narrative device, and it works perfectly. Because, I'll be honest, first time I watched season one of The Good Place, yeah, I enjoyed it, I liked it, but I was thinking, okay, here's the formula, this, 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 and this happens, okay, next episode, oh, here's a similar formula again, Oh, well, ya-da-da-da-da, repetitive storytelling, na-na-na-na-na. Like, as, as good as it was, as good as the first season was, there are moments where I was getting kind of annoyed with the repetition. There are moments where I was getting kind of annoyed with how much they were repeating themselves. And then this finale came around, and Michael reveals that, like, these were all scenarios he forced them into to kind of just... Uh, torture Eleanor and Chidi and Tahani and Jason, uh, sort of manipulated things to make them miserable, manipulated events to trap them in this torturous loop, to trap them in this torturous downward spiral loop, and it became very, very clear to me that, like, the writers were playing the part of Michael. Like, we are Eleanor, we are Chidi, we are Tahani, we are Jason, and the writers were Michael. The writers did to us, the viewer, what Michael did to Eleanor, Chidi, Tahani, and Jason. Like, it's, it's perfect. It's absolute perfection and just ingenious. It really, really, really is. Uh, But we get this peek behind the curtain, how Michael, like, just kept poking and prodding. But then, Eleanor confessed. And that's when shit started to spiral out of control. That is when things started to get away from them. That is when Michael started to lose control of the situation. And, interestingly enough, that's when it became less and less formulaic. That is when, on my first time watching... I started to become a little bit more invested. That's when it started to go from good to great. That's when it started to get from good to like, okay, 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 now I'm getting more into this, more into this, more into this. Maybe this isn't as disposable as I thought it was. Like, interestingly enough, when Eleanor confessed, that's when the writers stopped relying so much on a formula. And that was very intentional on their part because that is when Michael stopped being able to manipulate them as well. There were still hints of manipulation as there were still hints of a repetitive formula. But it wasn't as prominent. Like, things that were unpredictable started happening. Things that were unexpected started happening. Uh, Jason and Janet getting married. Uh, freaking... 
uh, the Mindy St. Clair stuff. Like, things that we didn't expect. And things that Michael didn't expect to happen. And it's great. It's great. And it all leads to this moment where it goes from good to great to amazing. It goes from good to great to a masterpiece. And you put everything in its proper context. And it's just... It's incredible. Like, this season gets 50 times better on a second watch through, quite frankly. Uh, Because you can see, you can see where Michael's sticking his nose in. And you can see where Michael's stirring the pot. And you can see the things that are very clearly meant to uh, torture Eleanor and Chidi and Tahani and Jason. You can see the moments where very, 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 very clearly, like, Michael is... Effing stuff up. is stirring stuff up. Uh, and you can also see the moments where, because this is new, this is Michael's vision, and a lot of the, these demons, like, just don't know what the hell's going on. You can see the moments where these demons are like, okay, what do we do now? <laughs> like, you can see the moment um, a couple episodes ago with the Poe Buddies Nerfic bit. That is a bit that only makes sense when you know this is actually the bad place. Like, the whole Pobody's nerfed, and everyone just, like, that moment of silence, and then, like, <laughs> and then the chuckle sort of do this wave across the crowd, and then everyone's just, uh, <laughs> just laughing their asses off, and, like, over-explaining the joke, and they're just, like, way more into it than they should be. Like, you can see the moments where... These demons are like, okay, we really doing this? <laughs> like, is this really happening? We really, uh, really in this, uh, in this element? Uh, but it just, so many little things click into place on a second watch through. And it's brilliant. Uh, but then, after this moment, after this Scooby-Doo moment of <laughs> old man Jenkins, <laughs> old man Michael, demon Michael, <laughs> after all this, Michael's like, okay, so clearly my mistake was bringing you all together. Uh, I'll spread you out a little bit more next time. And Eleanor's just like, wait a minute, what? Next time? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna erase your memories and, uh, just sort of, like, start again. With the boss's approval, of course, which he's able to get. By the way, Sean's his boss. <laughs> the judge is actually his boss. And Michael's like, hey, let's do this again. Let's try. Take two. And then Sean's just like, okay, but this is your last chance. If this gets screwed up again... You're done. And then, uh, while this is happening, Eleanor's just frantically trying to, okay, okay, okay. We're gonna forget, we're gonna forget, we're gonna forget, we're gonna forget. We need to, we need to find a way to stop this. Uh, okay, um, I'm I'm gonna write a note. And she writes a note to herself, she puts it in Janet's mouth, and then the, and then Michael comes back in and is like, okay, we're gonna reset you. And things reset. And we get this ending where everything ends as it began. And Eleanor wakes up uh, in the waiting room and sees everything is great this time. Not everything is fine. Everything is great. Uh, And we get the introductions. And everything happens exactly as it did the first time. 
Uh, and then Eleanor goes into her house, and her soulmate comes in, and it's not Chidi this time. It is a sexy mailman. Because of course it is. And this time, before Eleanor can confess, our sexy mailman dude's like, wait a minute, before you say anything, I gotta go work out. Uh, proceeds to take his shirt off. Uh, and it looks like Eleanor is doomed this time. He, she doesn't have that help. And then Janet comes in and is like, hey, I think this is yours. I found it in my mouth. Uh, goodbye. And Eleanor reads a note and it reads, Eleanor, find Cheedy. And that's where the season ends. That's where everything ends. So now we're on the second loop. We're on the second... Uh, by the way, again, more repetition. More repetition used as a weapon against the audience. Uh, used as a way to put us in the character's shoes. We, the audience, now know all this storytelling happened. All this character development happened. And now, technically, none of it matters. All of it's been erased. So we're kind of in this torturous, Oh, God, it's all for nothing. Like, this entire season was, like, for nothing. And we are sort of put in the character's shoes of just, like, this is torture. Like, now we are, again, the writers are putting us in the same torturous loop as the characters. Like, it's great. It's great. This show's so good. This show's so amazing. It's so utterly fantastic. Uh, and I'm very, very happy I can now talk about this in <laughs> the full context. Because I've been walking on eggshells this entire season. I don't know if... Uh, anyone's noticed, but I've had to talk around some stuff, and, uh, it, it was, it was torture. This is my bad place. Uh, I'll just say that. Anyway, uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows, and you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time. If feels so inclined to send those in. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, TomTom4468, and support the show. Uh, Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that's not work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, tomorrow we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 1. Talk to you then.